You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, a TV Roundup commentary. Welcome back, everybody, to Better Call Saul Commentaries on BingeMedia.net. I'm Alex, and I'm here with Jack Valley. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. It's Jack. It's Got Jack. Got some BCS. And we're, we're back. Finishing it up. Fucking finally. Let's get this shit done. Let's get it done today. Chop, chop. Let's well, go here. Thank you for returning, everybody, to the second half of the final season of Better Call Saul. And um, I, I think, uh, yeah, let's just get down to it. I don't, I don't want to talk. I'll, I'll, we'll talk throughout the episode anyway. I was just gonna go through a whole preamble, but fuck the preamble. Let's just get the show on the yeah. road. Let's just, let's just make it the amble, you know. All right, amblers, let's get ambling. We are all set up in our file. We got a black screen. We're going right into the desert, right into the fucking. Right into the episode. No previously on. Nothing like yep. that. So that's where we're yep. going to start. Count down three, two, one, and then on go, we'll hit play. And we'll do that right now. Here we go. Three, right. two, one, go. All right. Um, I am completely ambivalent about this show at this point. Amblinvalent. Preamble Uh Yeah, you you didn't care for this one. It's not that I didn't care, but I I, I also I didn't care, but I didn't not care either. It just kind of was like uh, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there some good stuff here? Uh, yeah. Um, did it justify like waiting a a, a month? To pick up the story again? Uh, no. No, not really. No, not at all. It's just kind of uh, whatever was next in line here, and that's uh, that's fine. But yeah, I don't know. What what would you what would you think coming out of this? You know, uh, you feel better about this season? Worse? I mean, what? Yeah, what, yeah. What Little hiatus. Got the split final season. And, uh, you know, after this episode, I was, you know, I'm turned, you know, they, they fucking convinced me. They got me, dude. They got me. Really? They convinced me. I'm going to go back, watch every single episode again. Wow. I, was, I love this show. It's better than Breaking Bad. Wow. Um, Holy shit, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I congratulations. Think... I mean, good for you, man. Good for you. Thanks, good for man. you, you know? Yeah. You know what? If you can't beat them, join them. That's what I say. I, but yeah, I mean, you literally just said it, so yep. congrats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually expected that to be the lawyer up uh, license plate for some reason. And I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, interesting. Uh, Harold's dead. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, uh, it's funny. Okay, so in in the past month, I've been watching a few things. Um, mm-hmm. But namely, I watched... The third season of The Boys. Okay. Now, The Boys, for me, has been a show that I didn't watch it right when the first season came out. Enough people told me to check it out. I did. I ended up liking it. 
second season was coming out, and I kind of said, eh, it was good, I'm not in a rush, and then I started the second season about midway through, I loved it way more than the first season, and I thought it ended amazingly well, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing happened coming up to season three, and I was just like, ah, I know I I really liked season two, but, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up here, whatever, and I waited until the last episode aired, and I just blitzed the season in, in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking good. It's got to be one of the most consistent shows on TV right now. Just really? from, like, writing perspective, mm-hmm. the surprises that happen within the story. It's just, it, it's it's great. Nice. And you come back to this. <laughs> this isn't is what you're saying. You're getting at. It, <sighs> the quality's here. It's made well. But man, is the whole prequel thing just killing it at this point for me? Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. this this show's longer than Breaking Bad. We're a season longer than Breaking Bad right now. Like, come on, see that's that's the reason why I like it. That's the reason why I like it more because we're actually getting oh. more seasons. Um, I actually think this is probably the one of the weaker episodes because it's too on the nose as far as all the violence goes. And yeah. I think a lot of the Better Call Saul uh, credibility, as it were, what makes it good, like the meat and potatoes of it, is really the relationship between Jimmy McGill and Kim we- Kim Wexler. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I didn't I realize per- that. Personally, I didn't realize that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, I don't really throw in with a lot of the flashier stuff. I like the like more subtle, slower moments. Mm. Um, then you know we get it. Lalo, you got a gun. You fucking shot Harold Howard. Whatever we got it. You oh gosh, a big tough you guy. Chicken. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. You can go eat a taco later. You know oh, that kind of stuff. Look at that. You eat a lot of pasta, and your body is pain, You know, taking a toll because of it. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, kind of one of the weaker episodes, in my opinion, so. Too much violence. (laughs) And scene. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, uh. Now, I did call that they were going to wind up burying Lalo in the facility, the underground fucking meth lab. Of course. I called that shit. Of course. And I called it only because, I called it out because as I was reading the Reddit prediction thread right so right that i actually called it out reading it out loud yeah. well good for you oh man yeah i don't uh i i i don't have a ton to add to to what happens in this episode i i'll you know i'll say this much i think it pretty much goes the way that you expect it to <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, like there's only so many ways that this story can wrap up and certain characters can end up in certain places. Um, obviously, we got there with with uh, Lalo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the questions I'll come away from with this series going into the next few episodes is how do they handle Lalo being dead? Like, who... Who doesn't tell Jimmy? Does that have consequence? Like, he, he clearly mentions Lala with, you know, Walter mm-hmm. and Jesse. So, is there, like, a... 
a reason that he never is given the information that Lalo is dead, or how Gus used that to his advantage, maybe. There's some, like, semantic stuff here, but ultimately it doesn't really do anything to inform anything about Breaking Bad that I, I care about that much, you know? Uh, correct. Remind me, at the end of the episode when Mike is telling them, like, Lalo's not coming back, Jimmy's there? Or is, it, yeah. is he just telling it to Kim? No, Jimmy's there. Jimmy's so. there, right. Okay. Uh, that, that's the other thing, too. It's like... <laughs> it's funny. I just went through this with the stupid fucking Obi-Wan show, but there are lines where you're just like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I know how Star Wars goes, so you can't say that thing. Like, that doesn't... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I was listening to... make sense. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, because I listened to um, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of binge casts ago... The uh, Law and Ammon were talking about it, hmm. and uh, it's uh, maybe a voicemailer called in and brought up the Obi Wan thing and how you know the the this all the suspense is taken away from it because we know how like certain characters end up when you see them in the the trilogy, the original trilogy, or wherever. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and I can I I kind of get that, kind of get that, and I kind of get it with this one too. There was a nice little retconned line that I did like where where Gus tells Lalo like I you know I I saved Hector because I want him to witness like how I bury you all or something like that. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty fucking wicked. Yeah. I, you know, nice uh nice sentiments, nice nice character moments. Not, not, not worth the time investment. Still, I mean, I, I'm, I'm oh God, I, I feel like I go back and forth with this show so much, but mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, for me, difficult. I think it's I, I really want to like the show. That's what it comes down to. Is I really, really want to like the show, and that's why, like personally, I go back and forth is because of that. But sure. it really doesn't doesn't help me out any for the things that yeah. I like. So we know Jimmy's safe here. He's not going to fucking kill Jimmy. Mm. Gus doesn't buy it. Now I, Mike doesn't I buy it. I didn't exactly understand the move here. Maybe you know better than I do. Why did Jimmy send Kim instead of sending himself? Like, what, what was he being serious when he said, like, oh, he's going to recognize me kind of thing? Or... Like, was that literal self-preservation in the moment? I think or... it was, yeah. I think it was. I think right, he probably so. just thinks that Kim is, even if, you know, there's a chance that she gets injured or whatever or killed, her chances are probably better outside of this room than staying in it. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Maybe That's kinda, is, I was thinking more maybe he's just such a piece of shit that, it, like, at, at his worst moment, he was just like, uh, uh, you know, I should stay here because then maybe I don't have a chance of getting shot by his mm. goons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I'm sure will be the conflict over the next five episodes that causes Kim to leave and blah, blah, blah. Yet we still need to watch the next five to find out. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, it's a fucking prequel. Like, there's only, there's only so many things that can happen here. 
you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to Kim, just because we don't know anything about her storyline. She's, other than Lalo here, probably the only new character. My other takeaway is Lyle, real go-getter. Real go-getter. Mm. And I see a future at fucking Pollos Hermanos with him. Gets there early. Nice little raise for himself, taking care of everything. Has conversations with the with the owner on the reg. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be, you know. Position yourself well. Nowhere to go but up. What if Lyle was part of the neo Nazis in Breaking Bad, and this is all just a fucking long con for him? He knows exactly who Gus is, what he does. I think you just spoiled the next series, dude. <laughs> Better call Lyle. Leave it up to Lyle? I like leave it up to Lyle. Let's go with that. Yeah. Well, that's where we get the cameos from uh, Nazi Uncle and uh, Meth Damon, you know? Right. And then somehow Bill Burr will pop up in that one, even though it doesn't make any sense that he's not here, but whatever. So if you're... Zip tied to a chair like this. What is your move to try and get out of it? What do you mean, if? <laughs> Sorry, when? <laughs> what is your move? Let's see. I mean, y- you do risk slamming your head backwards, but I, I kind of feel like I would try to shuffle over to, like, the kitchen island. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then try to... F- You'd need a lot of force to do it, but like try to use the the countertop or something to like break out of it. I, I don't know. Well, I'd say first, solid, you know. I'd say first, you'd be like fucking, um, you know, Beatrix Kiddo. Tell yourself to calm down, act like a big mm-hmm. girl, right? And then fucking see what you got to work with. Look around, do a little planning out. Dude. What's worse if you if you're tied to a chair and you fall back, is it better to land on your back and like you're just fucking chilling there on your back or on your side? I would say probably back. Yeah, that's another good question. I guess on your back. Because I feel like my tongue would slip back there and I'd choke on it or something. So I'm fucking stupid that way. Yeah, possible. It's a bit like a very six feet under kind mm. of death. You know, I was tied up from from a cartel member, and he was uh, about to torture me. I yeah, kn- knocked right myself between... over, and I fell down on my back and swallowed my tongue instead. Yeah, it fits right in with, uh, you know, the episode where the diabetic decides he's going to have one last can of peaches. <laughs> <laughs> so our current uh, kitchen is from, it probably hasn't been updated since the 60s or 70s, you know, very tiny uh stove oven combination thing right like kind of Mm -hmm. right in the cabinets um metal cabinets and there's a metal hood we have like a our burner which is an electric burner fucking hate it but uh from the 60s also has a Mm. a metal hood 
And it's an island. It's an island burner. Hmm. That fucking metal hood. I'm not tall. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm out of five nine, five ten. That metal burner or the metal uh, hood is like has to be like five six, five seven. Hmm. And that's what my wife said when we first moved in. She's like, "You're gonna fucking six feet under me right now, aren't you?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> She's like, "You're gonna hit your head, and then you're gonna bleed profusely and die." Just like crazy deaths happen in six feet under. And I'm like, okay. You're going to six feet under me. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. What a cool shot. Yeah, there's some good shots in this episode. It's one thing we could always say about Better Call Saul. Great cinematography, great camera work, great – all the technical aspects, right? Like all the, the music. The, yeah, exactly. The, the production, roof. fucking cinematography, all that. Spot on. I like the uh, the Gus decoy too that was there. Kind of looks like Ernie a little bit. The mm-hmm. old fucking intern. A little tense, I guess, but we know nothing happens to Gus. It's all a matter of like what's going to happen to Kim right now. Mm. Very Nine Inch Nails, very Trenton Reznor esque sure. soundtrack right now. Mike's got pretty good bedside manner here. Yeah, he's not bad. So okay. I like I, I do like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lalo's smart enough to to know how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a Gus move. I, I like that. fucking racist Ken God damn it. I was going to say it but you you already did now if you hear snoring in the background that's bug <laughs> sure it is it's literally like a fucking grown man snoring in the same room as I am it's a grown bug she's chasing fucking chippies in her dreams <clears throat> Let me ask you this question. I don't like this. Yeah. 
two, three years from now, right? You think back on this show and whether or not you would recommend it to somebody. What what do you what did you get out of watching this? Mm. I don't know. I I, I got uh, I don't know, about a hundred hours of quality entertainment. What's well, the thing is like I always try to try to filter in my brain when I'm recommending something to somebody like sure I try to take how intensely I feel about it so for people that watch Breaking Bad you're like oh watch Breaking Bad I watch Better Call Saul it's like well Breaking Bad's in my like top three of all time yeah. um, so I was super excited and really looking forward to better call Saul. it wasn't so much of a well if it comes out i guess i'll watch it you know it was like i can't fucking wait we're gonna get the story blah blah blah, blah, blah. exactly and i think ultimately for me it just comes down to this show not being what i want it to be and mm-hmm. what they're giving me i'm i can accept but i still kind of reject it in the same way you know Just because it, yeah. it, it really like yeah. a lot of the characters don't jive, you know, like the Gus and Mike, they almost don't even seem like the same characters from Breaking Bad. I just think it's kind of funny, too, that I think you and I come from the same sort of uh, perspective on this. I really wanted like uh, the Salamanca War, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like the the. I do kind I, I don't know, though. I don't know. Because then it does t- It's Okay. So it, it takes... It's a fine line, right? Because you have great characters sometimes that are just great characters because you don't know a lot about them, right? So mm-hmm. there's an aspect to, okay, like, I don't know that I necessarily want to spend a ton of time with Gus when he was younger, fi- you know, figuring all this out, you know, weeding his way through the cartel underworld and, like, getting to where he is. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I really don't like what they did with him this season and the way that he seems like a different character, like you said. So I I just, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I'm not really happy overall. Like, like I'm not, I'm not too satisfied with what we got. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that it, it can turn around in the next few episodes either. I don't know what it could do, man. I don't know what it could do because really for us, for you and I, there were two, maybe three seasons that seemed unnecessary, went on too long, and we didn't really get anything out of it. You know? Like we were just bitching the entire time, I feel like. A little bit. Pretty much like this podcast right now. The specific episode. Yeah, yeah, I think the the ship of recommending this has like sailed a long long time ago. Like cuz even Liz is like, "Oh, should I watch it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, throw it on in the background." She's like she has very specific background uh shows that she'll watch. So like okay. uh, obviously you know Scandal is one of them. That's like her favorite one of her favorite shows of all time. And um 
you know, there's a lot of layers in that show, too, for as cheesy as it is. There's a lot going on, a lot of characters, this, this, and that. But it's a background show. And I'm like, well, why don't you watch Brighter Call Saul, like, as a background? She's like, well, I want to pay attention to it. I'm like, well, you don't really need to pay attention to it, though. Like, watch it so you get caught up. And, you know, we can discuss it and everything, but, like, I don't think you really need to make an appointment television where you're sitting down and you're watching paying attention to fucking every detail. I do like this, how Mike treats this as a fucking military operation. Yeah. I think, just to answer my own question, I think I will always remember Mike's character in this show. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I, I certainly love him in Breaking Bad, but I think that despite everything here, he has really proved that you know, he, he's a high-quality character actor. This is a great performance. This is mm-hmm. a performance you should definitely be remembered for. Absolutely. Um, Did I'll you like any, say... any any of his moments uh, in this show in, in terms of, like, his backstory or, like, things that he did or whatever? I really lo- – so I didn't love Ozark. I kind of tapped out Ozark after, mm-hmm. like, a few episodes into season three. It just, it just seemed like the same shit over and over again in that show. Mm-hmm. But – I really like the Ruth character. You sure, know? Um, absolutely. And I think that Ruth and Mike are kind of cut from the exact same cloth in some ways. You know, hmm. like she's she's a criminal working with under the circumstances that you know she had to. Mm-hmm. He's a cop that you know an ex cop that tragedy struck, and he's kind of doing the best he can based off his circumstances. But I think they both have a sort of. Um, tough guy code to them you know you yeah. know it's not a guy but i think you know where i'm coming from just mm-hmm. like a a street smart sort of you know i i had to go i my my life went a very different direction i just got to deal with that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know um i i don't know that you see a ton of that kind of characterization elsewhere you know sometimes in movies but I don't know the the honorable thief. Is that a cliche? I mean, it's it's not it's not exactly that, but it, it's kind of that. Oh, it is it is kind of a uh, what do they call that uh, a trope for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that trope works. You can use that over. Oh, he notices the blade is curved. Oh, oh okay. It's like okay, the fan's moving. I didn't I didn't catch that the first time. Oh. That's how he notices he got in there. Um, yeah, the honorable thief. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a trope for a reason. I mean, I think it works. I mean, I did like the stuff, the backstory of Mike and his son, learning about all that. I think a little too heavy handed with the daughter-in-law and the granddaughter at certain points. It's like way too many scenes with that, you know? Uh, I guess it's kind of interesting to see, like, you know, Gus is established at the beginning of Saul. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing how he, he 
works with the Salamancas, especially Hector when he, he, he's talking and everything. I thought that was super yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. Yep. Of course, Nacho. Nacho was yeah. great character. Yeah, his, Nacho was a bright spot. His conflict with his uh, what he does for a living and then with his dad. All that shit was real good, man. I like that stuff. I think that Odin Kirk gives a pretty good performance too. I mean, I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to shit on on him right. in this show. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it is just an exercise in like fucking hubris. You know, it's just it's just too much. On whose it's part? Too much. The show. I I think on Gilligan's part. Really? Yeah. It's it's just the story is not that interesting. It seems like it started as one thing, and then they fed off because I believe they like went into Saul not knowing like what the show was going to be about, other than they knew they wanted Odin Kirk to bring the character back and kind of go back and forth between post Breaking Bad events, but mostly pre Breaking Bad events. You know, the slipping Jimmy becoming Saul and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think they, after maybe the first season, just saw first season or two and just saw the response, the audience response to the chemistry between Kim and, and Jimmy. And I think they just kind of pushed, pushed that to like the forefront of the show and just figured, Oh, we'll, we'll use that. I guess. Well, it's also kind of funny watching this. The first season is pretty much devoid of a lot of direct connections to breaking bad. Mm hmm. But then when the Gus and the Mike of it all comes in, it very much becomes like, oh, here are all the nostalgia hits for Breaking Bad fans. Um, and they're, I, I think they're, they're fairly subtle, but I do think that that sort of changes the, the way that the show is going forward, too. Mm-hmm. Um, may, maybe for better, maybe for worse. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the alternative would have been. Yeah, I'd actually love to know how that prediction came about with Lalo being buried in the... Because I think it was before he even figured out the meth lab that that prediction existed. I mean, we were talking about it a couple months ago even. Like, just, you know, thematically would make sense that at some, at some point there will be a shot of, like, the lab being built with... What was his name? Gale? It's Gale, right? Gale, yeah. Um, and he's, like, standing over the spot where Lalo's buried, and, you know, Gus just gives, like, a quick look at the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get it, guys? Do you get it? Everybody got that? Pay or attention? He pull- or he pulls a Billy Bob Thornton in the first season of Fargo and just takes a shit right on the spot that he buried Lalo. <laughs> just sit there, fucking agent uh, squats right over him. I gotta fucking rewatch that at some point. That was a great fucking season mm-hmm. of TV. Yeah, I think they're casting the new one, aren't they? Or are they in production for it? I think I heard John Hamm was maybe involved. That sounds right. Let's see. Someone else.
and Tony Dalton. He better get some decent rolls. I don't want this to be the last we see of him for a while, you know? I mean, it would make a great Bond villain. Not a big enough name, but definitely, I think, has the gravitas he can carry it. Yep. Totally agree with that. Uh, you know where he should pop up? He should pop up in uh, Mission Impossible 8. That's the perfect spot. Ah, there you go, yeah. So presumably this is all information he learned from the one guy that he fucked up in Germany. I'm guessing. Yeah, John Hamm, fifth season of Fargo. They have also casted Jennifer Jason Lee. All right. And your girl, Juno Temple. Oh, shit. Hopefully she makes enough money to buy herself a cheeseburger once in a while. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, all right, so question here. Uh, I don't really have much of an opinion one way or the other. I was just surprised by it. So they're going to bury Lalo and fucking HH in this hole, right? And yeah. they're going to throw the camera and the tape and I think his gun in the same hole. Mm-hmm. I understand tossing the gun in. I think I understand tossing the camera in. But why Why? Why toss the tape? So, granted, it's not the kind of thing that you would want to get out. But wouldn't it be better to confirm that you destroy that tape? Than, like, throw it in a hole for it to be found whenever? You would think. Yeah, you would think. I don't know. Maybe that's. Uh, maybe that's I kind of didn't understand it myself. Well, that's what I ask. Do you remember in the first Men in Black movie, opening scene, Tommy Lee Jones and the old agent the older agent Mm -hmm. intercept the illegal aliens crossing the border and tommy lee jones is speaking in spanish to them Mm -hmm. every single time i hear gus speak in spanish it (laughs) reminds me of how fucking goofy tommy lee jones is when he speaks spanish in men in black i don't know why that's great oh because you because you know i don't know if he's understanding it or he's he just you know, like uh, getting the diction down or whatever. Exactly. Shoot him. Shoot him right now. Shoot him right in the head. Shoot him right in the head. Do it. Shoot him. He's right there. No. Nope. So mean, do you follow they are, they are the like bullshit 10- on this? They are like 10, 15 feet away from each other. I mean, a slight, slight amount of bullshit here. So just as somebody who's had experience, you know, on job sites and events working for my dad. Okay. The particular type of AC cable that's connected there. Ah, okay. 
that is not going to react like that if you just run over and kick it. Those things are built specifically to sit in torrential downpour. Mm, yeah, so, so um, unplugging it would would have like it, it's not going to turn off immediately. Uh, well, it would turn the light off, but he I, was was he unplugged? Well, first of all, the angle at which he kicked that would not be able to unplug that right. cable. Mm-hmm. So those plastic connections mm-hmm. are built to stay together. Like mm, you okay. need a little bit of force to separate them. It's not like a standard extension cable. You yeah, know? Did you see fucking Gus's HGH belly? Now that also includes his HGH legs. He's been working okay. out. A lot of lower okay. body. Okay. All I'm going to say about that is just HGH belly does not necessarily trickle down to the muscles. Hmm. In his shins, in in his caps, and all that stuff. Right? It's so Let's... weird because it's so big, and it's above it, so you'd figure it would trickle down. Gravity and everything, you know. I thought there was a level of realism to this show. So did I. That's what I thought. I was wrong. Hmm. This is a pretty good death scene. Yeah. Just smiles and chokes on his own fucking blood. Smile, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the, that's the part that kills you. There's pieces of good stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Don't like the way it's put together very much. Nope. What if this HGH belly was actually just the bulletproof vest and he's just fucking he's got a six pack underneath Mm. that's a good question also just a great speaking of tropes just a great movie trope of you know, grunting as you pull out the <laughs> the spent oh, bullet yeah. in the in the <laughs> in the body armor. It's, oh, it's always such a guttural like. You gonna pull this out? It, but it's not stuck in your skin, so I don't understand. <laughs> it, it it sounds like the same kind of grunt that you would hear if somebody were just taking a giant shit. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's it's always just like. <sighs> Hey, a little too much uh, lactose in there? No, got shot in the chest. Just pulling out my, this bullet from my fucking body armor. Probably also the lactose, though, just that's separate from this <laughs> this particular visit. I was drinking a milkshake while I got shot. My bad. <laughs> you fucking big dick Lyle over here. Yeah, so, like, what's he in at 4 a.m. to open the chicken restaurant? <laughs> that's Holy a really good fuck. point. That's fucking... Di- <laughs> Was there fucking eight hours of prep? Jesus. Maybe he just gets in early and just calls Wendy over and they fucking share a meth pipe and just bang for the next four hours until Gus gets in. That makes sense. Oh, you know what I just realized randomly? The 15th, I believe, is the new Nathan Fielder show. It is. I can't wait. Fifteen. Oh, that's Friday. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, boy, boy, I think I know what I'm doing Friday. What if a protein shake just came out of those holes? <laughs> it's muscle milk. Or, or just like some angel hair pasta. You, know? <laughs> you keep pulling it, it snaps, and then just fucking falls over. It's like, oh, I hate when that happens. It's so much more satisfying. You pull out a whole angel hair. It's just terrible. Then you got to get the tweezers. You got to fight it. Terrible. That's terrible. I love his fucking that '70s showroom here. It's like the basement <laughs> hanging out. This is a really good question, though, Mike. How would you like to work for somebody and your boss is just like that and he just fucking talks in riddles all the time? Thanks, bro. Very effective manager. It's like you're, uh, it's like you're working for the Riddler, you know? <laughs> hey, boss, uh, I don't know, what do you think? Should we maybe, uh, maybe think about changing the tires on the truck before we go and rob the, uh, you know, Fort Knox or something? Riddle be this, douchebag! <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time you gotta be like, oh, fuck, here we go. Tell me what tires you want from the <laughs> fucking van. Okay, what's going on here? I do kind of love this. You're getting a new refrigerator. Oh, right, right, yeah. I'm sure stainless steel would be okay. There is a question. All right. So as a new homeowner, as I am. Yeah. Stainless steel appliances, right? Dishwasher, Mm -hmm. fucking oven, fridge, all that stuff. They look good. Mm -hmm. They do. A little bit of a pain in the ass to keep the fingerprints off. You do have to clean them pretty often. You gotta, and then you got to like get like this, it twice a week. That separate, um, uh, what do you call it? Stainless steel fucking cleaner too. That's what that. You, you got to get the microfiber cloth, or else like it yeah. doesn't. Paper towel leaves streaks. Yep. A little annoying. Not gonna lie. A little annoying. What's a macrofiber look like? Macrofiber towel. It's just a shag rug. <laughs> Macrofiber catches everything. Probably be anybody with dreadlocks, right? Oh, you fucking racist son of a bitch. We'll start calling you Kim Wexler now. What if she? <laughs> what if they came back from break and she was just turned into a fucking god fearing <laughs> racist? He is completely one eighty on her character. <laughs> she takes Jimmy, on mics. She takes on ghosts. Jimmy, I don't think the bloodline should be mixed. Jimmy. She transition, transitions into fucking neo-Nazi uncle. Jimmy, you don't understand. We need to keep the bloodline pure. 
Jimmy, I'm able to track back five, at least five generations. No, Jimmy, I, I, I just want the white chiclets. Yes, for my, for my teeth, but I have other uses for it, too. <laughs> Most people don't even know what the term indigenous means. It's made up by the, the media. Um, I'll give her a little credit. I, I think we're maybe talking over some decent acting from her here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm buying that she's in the lowest place she's ever been probably in her life. Mm-hmm. Mike thinks of everything. I'm actually surprised we didn't get any post Breaking Bad scenes, whether that's, um, you know, because they, they did that color shot of the police ransacking his house. Like mm-hmm. we didn't get anything like that. We didn't get any black and white jean shots. Nothing. I'm just surprised that we're almost all the way through six seasons and we haven't spent a significant amount of time making fun of Mike's gigantic ears. Well, I, well, the thing is like you can start on the ears, but it's also, he has a very oddly shaped head. He's almost got like a human Mars attacks head. You know what I mean? Like it's a very odd shape. It's very bulbous on top. (laughs) He kind of looks like bat boy from the tabloid. He looks like bat boy. That's what it is. Bat boy all grown up. Right. Because I remember thinking, like, what's Batboy going to do when he becomes Batman? Or an older Bat? Like, he obviously can't be Batman. That's a fucking fictional character. But Plus, it's that, already taken. And it's already taken. Right. He just grows up to be a old security officer for a bad car- person. Cartel member. <laughs> bat person, yeah. You know, back in my day... Bat boys were bat boys, and bat girls were bat girls. Now you're a bat person? You're a bat person, Walter? I don't know where Walter came from. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. You know, better if you just lay the fridge down, I think. Probably. It's a nice John Deere product placement there. Very nice. <laughs> Oh, dude, we were at a bar the other day, and fucking, uh, for some reason, the bartender uh, decided it was Matthew Lillard Day. And so she was just playing all Matthew Lillard fucking movies throughout her whole shift. And she put on He's All That. Do you know about this movie? Oh, isn't it supposed to be She's All That, but it's like the reverse? Correct, correct. So uh, what made me think of that is the John Deere product placement. That movie, every fucking scene is a different product. It's Pizza Hut. There was a KFC thing. There is a, you know, Monster Energy drinks. There's fucking product placement in every single scene. It's, it, it, was, it was super gross. Then I realized I was watching He's All That on Matthew Lillard night at a bar. And I was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing in my life? Nice. 
Oh, Howard. He just starts taking out his teeth. Mike, those aren't worth anything. They're worth something to me. He goes home and he just has a fucking angel haired necklace of all teeth from all of his victims. Right next to his, uh, you know, school picture of his granddaughter on the mantle. (laughs) As he eats a pimento cheese sandwich. don't know why we're focusing on Mike and guessing at what his emotions are or what he might be thinking in this moment instead of just being a cold-hearted fucking bastard. And there's not going to be enough fucking episodes to flesh out what potentially his feelings could be too, you know, where it would make sense. It it feels like just padding the runtime. Yeah, you want to pad the runtime? Give me a fucking Lyle morning uh, montage of him getting the fucking the restaurant ready. Because that kid is fucking talented. Drink dispensers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, oh god damn it! All right, let me. Do you want me to find here. somebody else for the rest of this season? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I'm I'm here till the end. Uh, <laughs> look, you started it. With I know I, I have I, to finish. I uh, I'm doing a who said it game, so I'm going back and looking at old posts, and came oh, okay. across the first season of Better Call Saul, in which you and one Cupka used to do the uh, commentaries. Holy shit! Yeah, or at least on that. I'm episode pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've been on every season, so I gotta I gotta finish it out. I think you're right. You're right. right. Uh, what yeah, do we? Uh, okay, five more episodes. Five more. Okay, Fuck that's what me. I was gonna ask. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, well, l- look, we're... I remember coming back after break, after uh, the Breaking Bad final season break. Mm-hmm. Walter, Walter White, mm-hmm. scruffy beard, different uh, eyeglass frames, right? Mm-hmm. He's got his hair, and... It's his birthday. And I believe he's right. 53 in that episode. And he's doing his bacon with the five and the three. That's right. And I remember thinking, like, I've, I'm tense. I want to know what happens. I'm so invested. I'm at the edge of my seat just wanting to know what's going to happen. But I knew we were going to be okay. Like, coming back from break for this show is like, all right. There's really no big conflict we're building to i guess that was it maybe this episode that was it but we still got five fucking episodes what are we gonna do for five fucking episodes in real time watch fucking jimmy uh go to a notary public and and fucking get shit notarized for some case he's working on yeah it's it's just him and kim fighting for fucking five episodes (laughs) you know i just yeah i don't don't know it's kind of have no faith 
and it's it's a show delivering experience. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, there have been a couple of shows that I've done commentaries for that I've been a part of, and the mm-hmm. commentaries really fuck it up for you. You know, like yeah, yeah. I probably could have kept watching The Strain, but we ripped that first season such an asshole that like I just could never go back. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walking Dead. I mean, Walking Dead was just boring as fuck at a certain point. So, Mm -hmm. you know, having to, like, come up with stuff to talk about uh, regarding that movie on a weekly basis was, like, borderline fucking impossible. Oh, yeah. Um, I do not dislike this show the way that I dislike those shows. I want to make that very clear. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, you know, having said that, right, Larry David having said that, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of time to spend on a story that isn't amounting to a whole lot. It kind of, it's starting to make me, it's reminding me a little bit of our recent uh, Gangs of New York commentary, you know? Um, Mm. There's a similar kind of problem where that's an almost three hour movie where there is not a lot of story. Oh yeah, that's Um, true. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about this right now, but maybe there's a wrinkle, you know, we got five hours left. Uh, Maybe there's something in here that, that redeems it a bit more in my eyes, but right now I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Same. Uh, And thank you everybody for coming back and spending time with us as we figure out our feelings for better call Saul. (laughs) It's the final season. It's the second half of the final season and your friends, Alex and Jack over at bingemedia.com or dot net. We also have friends at bingemedia.com, but they don't fucking uh, return emails. They never return my calls. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, you trust your friends at bingemedia.net, and we're here for you. And we're going to help you through this the way you're helping us through this, or whatever. I don't know. Look at at this square. It was a shithole when I worked here. Now it looks like New York Manhattan. But first, coffee. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Better Call Saul commentary for Episode 8, Point and Shoot, uh, 708-406-9546. Why don't you give the boys a call on the binge cast and tell them how much we don't even care about Better Call Saul and why we're even doing this commentary to begin with. Maybe, <laughs> may, maybe they have some ideas. <laughs> I can't wait to hear uh, at least one person call in and just say, like, you don't get it. This is oh, yeah. what storytelling is all about, dog. Re- okay. Okay. Sure. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Great. All right, everybody. We'll see I you am. next week. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting. Before I start drooling, how big is it going to be? But first, anal penetration. Beautiful. Beautiful.